The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Voice America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. We're here to talk more about what I call the Great Millennial Depression, which I know sounds really sad, but everybody's kind of keeping together and giving everybody advice and hunkering down and being community and making sure we all get through it. And our guest today is Alan Gecht, and he's the Vice President of Corporate Realty Associates. Welcome, Alan. Good morning, and welcome, Cindy. Oh, welcome to me. Well, I always live here, so yes. <laughs> you know, you're coming into my house. Uh, but thank you for the welcome. Alan, I have to tell you I have a little bit of a cold. Oh, no. So okay. if I sound Sounds a little stuffy, I apologize. I'm usually such an articulate radio talk show host, but now I sound like I have a big nose clip on my nose, and that's uh-huh. like horrifying, but... You know, what can you do? Ellen, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure, okay. I am a uh, commercial real estate broker. Uh, I've been in the business approximately almost about 30 years right now. Prior to that, I was a practicing CPA. In fact, I am still proud to say I'm an alumni of Arthur Anderson. Uh, I was in the business uh, accounting for about seven years, tried uh, different aspects of it. But my, my true passion, my love, was always uh, geared towards real estate. I always enjoyed getting involved in that, and at one point just decided I uh, was going to make the move and went strictly over in the real estate arena and became a full-time uh, broker. Uh, I started initially in residential. I did that for about two years as a stepping stone uh, just to see what that was about and, and start dealing with the emotional aspects of real estate, how people deal with that. Then I got into the commercial arena, uh, worked for a national brokerage company for about five years in the retail division, which is more involved in the shopping center world. Uh, then got into development, uh, worked with a company for about five years where we actually developed uh, sh- uh, strip shopping centers, the mini malls, if you remember, uh, in the uh, 80s. Uh, which was a lot of fun, but then all of a sudden I uh, woke up in the very beginning of 1990 and the entire market died. And it's like, what do, I, what do I do now? So I got back into brokerage, and at that point, this is going back about 20 years ago, decided to get back into the brokerage community, but this time get involved with office leasing, specializing in that, um, and more specifically doing what we call tenant rep work, where I just represent tenants, never landlords, due to conflicts of interest. What I saw out there in the marketplace is that the army, the, the, the landlords were totally sophisticated, had an army of people supporting them, their attorney, their broker, uh, CPA, insurance agent, property manager, while there the, the tenant was by themselves trying to run a business, trying to earn a buck, and had no one really looking out for their interest. So... Uh, felt there was a big need for that and became, in essence, a tenant advocate, 
someone who was uh, on their side. Um, it's kind of the David and Goliath uh, scene. And in essence, uh, have been doing that ever since. And, and right, and that's how you break through the clutter. You are the one that looks out for the tenants. Mm-hmm. So um, tenants should definitely look for Alan if they're looking to be protected, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, there's, uh, have you read the Wall Street Journal today? Uh, I did not, uh, no, not oh. yet. <laughs> No, that's okay. Well, news people, you know, we generally have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and know everything in the news. That's why, you know, real public relations people are sometimes underrated because we really have to scour and figure out what's going on in the news and the landscape, you know, um, before the day starts so that we can effectively connect our clients to the press. But also, as a journalist, I have to kind of scour and see what's new. Otherwise, I'm not keeping my show relevant um, but I have to. Say, it won't. It won't be startling to you because this is the kind of story that runs in the Journal or the New York Times all the times these days. But the front page, um, first column is commercial property faces crisis. Delinquency rate at 1.8 percent near peak of last recession parallels to SNI debacle. Okay. <laughs> Right. So, um, again, yeah. I don't think that that should be alarming to you. It's not yeah. like this. Yeah, as I'm sure you're. Uh, um, People listen. The listeners are, are not shocked by that either. Um, historically, commercial always follows the residential path, and as you know, residential is not doing too well these days. And uh, depending on who you speak to, the forecast isn't all that promising, and certainly the very near future. And it's a trickle down effect to the commercial industry. So uh, again, that. That article and many, many more that we read uh, have been reading every day, and certainly what I'm experiencing in the marketplace uh, bears that out. Right. No. Exactly. I know. Well, where where you see it all going now? Okay. We know that we haven't. It seems, and economists say, most economists say that we have not hit bottom here. And do you agree with that? Uh, I, I hate to be the bearer of the bad news, but I, I gotta personally say I agree 100%. Okay. Well, no, you're not the, well, you know, you're just kind of giving your opinion to the bad news that's already out there, right? Exactly, exactly. Although there are many people who are quite optimistic, oh no, this is it, we've hit the bottom. And, uh, you know, who really, really, again, at this point knows, but I, I can tell you this, certainly from my experience and everything that I read, and um, hear other people saying is, again, until the residential market turns, until things start getting better, until people have confidence in what they're doing and the economy and start putting the money back, this kind of a stimulus plan, not that we want to get into that, uh-huh. but, it, but until that starts happening and people, uh, there's new home construction and uh, people in their own homes feel, hey, this is, this is my investment, and I want to expand. I want to get the contractors in here. I want new carpeting. I want paint. I want plumbing and all these other things that stimulate the economy. Until that happens, you're not going to see it in the commercial uh, world because the commercial world really supports the residential. And what I mean by that is let's say you, you start a, uh, building a home. Well, what you're doing is you're calling in the plumber, the contractor, the electrician, the flooring person. All those people 
start working. As they start working, they start hiring more people, and each of their businesses start growing. And it's just an evolution that you go through. So as the business starts growing, what do they do? They call now their accountant who has more work. Their, their attorney for the legal matters, well, all those are the people that are in the commercial world, meaning office offices, and they start growing. And right, right. It's a, it's a pretty good metaphor for the rest of the economy. I mean, exactly, exactly. You know, you're dealing in a microcosm where, you know, the services, when you have a tenant, the tenant makes services happen. Mm-hmm. And when the services happen, you have your mini little stimulus package. Exactly. And, um, you know, so it's a, it's a very important part of the community, of the business community anyway. I know right, that. Right, exactly. Um, so the so the residential, although many people don't realize it, in my certainly in my opinion, it's really a a major backbone of the economy. Yeah, I, I would think it is. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, sure. Let's make believe for a second that I'm lucky enough to um, have the the business dollars to invest in some new commercial real estate space. Okay, and I come to you because I hear that you're. The tenant man, right? And you always look out for the tenants. And I say, Ellen, you know what? Um, a tech company just hired me to open up a Los Angeles office. They're in Silicon Valley, but they want their presence in Southern California. They know I live in Southern California, so they want to accommodate my family needs instead of relocating me. And by the way, this is a fairy tale scenario, but why not? Right? We all have our fantasies. Um, you know, and, you know, look, I want you to look for some adequate space, you know, for, you know, maybe a staff of about 10 people and, um, you know, 10 to 15 people if you expand. Um, you know, why don't you look out there and see what you can get? Um, why don't you tell me how I have an advantage because, of this soft economy, I would imagine that you could probably find me, um, you know, three to 4,000 square feet if I wanted to be a piggy, okay, mm-hmm. that would probably be quite reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Sure, absolutely. Uh, right now, uh, again, because of the market the way it is, it's, it's basic economics 101, supply and demand. The uh, demand has decreased in general. And the supply has increased. So the good news is for a tenant that um, because of the economy, there are great deals out there. Of course, the other side of that is um, because of the economy, uh, it's not a great time for a tenant to be be out there. However, if you are a tenant and you're in in the growth process, phenomenal time because we could go out there into the marketplace and, in essence, grind the landlords to get an a, a incredible deal. Uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of things out there, uh, which means the competition is fierce, and uh, there's a lot more receptiveness, certainly, on the part of the landlord to do everything they can to do to secure you as a tenant. They would rather have you in there and paying a rent that is lower than what they would like to have and what many of the other tenants in the building might be paying. But nonetheless, you're still a tenant, and hopefully, from what it sounds like in your example, a credit-worthy tenant, which means the, the landlord's going to be getting some uh, revenue coming in. 
and some revenue is certainly better than no revenue. Well, I, I think that's, you know, so that's a big advantage. It's almost the, the way that it mirrors residential, and you said that there is a correlation at the beginning of the show, is that it really is a buyer's or a tenant's market. It could be. Exactly. So um, I think that's great. Well, listen, we're going to take our first commercial break in uh, about 30 seconds. Um, is there any website that you would like to plug for our listeners? Uh, well, I guess uh, I can give you uh, our website. That would be a good thing. Okay. I'll say it and then I'll uh, spell it. It's crarealty.com. Okay. So it's C, which stands, it's C-R-A, which stands for Corporate Realty Associates, and then Realty, R-E-A-L-T-Y.com. Okay. Well, listen, you're going to come back with us and we're going to talk more about tenant relations, landlord relations. Okay. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. When you think about change in your life, do you think about yourself? How does that translate to growth in your business? The change we want to see in our business starts with ourselves as leaders and the impact we can make. Join host Linnea Hagen on a terrific journey that takes you from motivation to inspiration. Every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time, listen for Abundance Leadership right here on the Voice America Business Network. Abundance Leadership. Grow your business. Grow yourself. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back. 
to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. Hi, we're back, we're back. I think our sound kind of faded out a little soon, but that's okay. But we're back with Alan Gack from Corporate Realty Associates, and we're talking about um, the whole commercial real estate market because that's what Alan does. And, Alan, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, how landlords are reacting to the market. You said in the prior segment that... um, I think that they're being a little easier on the tenants so that they could continue to get revenue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, up until uh, recently, I would say that there were a lot of landlords who were actually in what I would call denial. They, in their own minds, felt, hey, things are changing, but uh, uh, meaning they were getting worse, but they're going to be getting better and be getting better very quickly. So where tenants were coming to them uh, and, and running into the challenges of, of paying the rent, uh, landlords were not overly receptive, many of them. Now, now, this, again, is a generality because there's some who were receptive and were trying to work out things with the tenant. But uh, many of the institutional lenders uh, and la- landlords who have got the big lenders uh, basically have very, very deep pockets and uh, they felt uh, they can weather the storm here and just hang out and not necessarily uh, do make the concessions to tenants. Um, and they were adamant about it. Well, things are getting worse and worse, and there are more and more tenants who are having uh, big-time challenges. So what's happening now is, uh, is that the landlords are finally saying, hey, you know what, we've really got to change our policy, our attitude, the way we've been responding. And if we don't, a lot of these tenants that do have obligations to us, doesn't matter, they're out of business. And sure, we can try and collect, go after them. But bottom line is where we had a revenue stream coming, all of a sudden, that's ending, and by doing uh, not not working with the tenant and and trying to to overcome the challenges they have, uh, what ends up happening is it becomes a lose lose situation, and tenants um, they, again just vacate the spaces, and landlords uh, are getting stuck holding the bag. When in fact, if they were more proactive initially, they could have maybe worked out something, maybe not got as much money as they were hoping but still something that they, they end up surviving. Does that kind of make sense? Are a lot of landlords walking away from properties, disappearing, leaving the country, evacuating them? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Maybe not that drastically, but certainly uh, uh, going out of business. Uh, typically, next to salaries, your rent is your largest fixed expense, your second largest fixed expense. And tenants, uh, just like landlords, had to be proactive uh, sometime back as well. When, the, when things started changing, uh, what you needed to do as a tenant is start cutting expenses as much as you can because a lot of that's controllable. Um, and some were doing that and others weren't, uh, again, with the idea that things, things would change. But now uh, I think uh, a lot of tenants have to take more drastic measures, meaning they've got to they've do something. They just can't survive 
uh, under current conditions based on, on the way it used to be. So both landlords and tenants have to really get together and figure out a plan that makes sense, both short-term and the long-term. Are you encouraging landlords to renegotiate their leases with tenants, even though it might be a 10-year fixed lease, tenants can't afford it anymore? Isn't it a better idea to renegotiate rather than to evacuate? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think a renegotiation is absolutely, unequivocally the way to go. Um, for, for a tenant first to start with, it depends when their lease is expiring. You mentioned about somebody who's got, like, say, a 10-year lease. Well, the ideal situation for a tenant is if their lease is coming up in the very near future. That's the carrot they have uh, with the landlord because, hey, landlord, let's renegotiate early. Let's basically tear up the old lease, the rental rate anyway, and let's come up with something now and I will commit to a longer-term uh, lease. If not, if you're not willing to work for me, if I can survive through the remainder of the term, then I am out of here. I'm going someplace else because if you're not willing to work with me now uh, at an earliest stage where we're to help my business uh, continue going in a profitable way, then uh, I'm not going to be working with you once my lease comes up. So, you know, it's different scenarios depending, on, again, on where you are. But regardless of it, uh, tenants, if, if they're having uh, a difficulty paying the rent, don't ignore the situation. Uh, just be in denial yourself. You really want to get to that landlord and start letting the landlord be uh, aware, cognizant, that, that there is a problem you're running into and that uh, sooner rather than later, both you, tenant, and landlord are going to have to deal with it and figure out uh, a viable solution that makes sense for everybody. Well, it would, it would seem to me that that should be going on more often. I would imagine, though, um, I hope that tenants call you if you did negotiate their original deal. People might be scared. People might be frozen. And so what are you doing, Alan, as, you know, you know, as the spokesperson or the rights person for the tenants? Are you reaching out to them and asking them if they're okay? What are you doing? How are you doing business differently? Well, it's kind of a combination. I'm speaking to a number of my clients, and many of them are giving me calls and, and asking what, what uh, I would recommend they do as well as new people where, where I'm getting uh, a number of referrals from people that uh, know somebody else and said, hey, you know what, you really should be calling Alan, uh, a tenant rep, to, to assist you in this. And, and it actually makes a lot of sense because it kind of goes back to what I was talking about before. Uh, you as a tenant, you're, 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 your expertise is in whatever business you're in, it's not in negotiating a lease, which is the expertise the landlord has, because they're dealing with it every day of the week. And a big mistake I feel that many tenants make is they go directly many times to the landlord and try to renegotiate. Uh, and that's on a renegotiation or a relocation, even going to someone else, not having that broker involved in the deal. And the value that the broker brings is that you're having this quote, independent third party repping, repping you that's looking out for your interest, 
someone who it doesn't get involved in the emotional aspect of it. So where I can grind, uh, a tenant many times doesn't have that same ability when you negotiate for yourself. Um, and many times I'll represent, to give you an example, uh, uh, attorneys. And what they'll say initially is, hey, I'm an attorney. What do I need you for? I'm a great negotiator. And I'll always say, how do you know to negotiate on something you don't even know to ask for? And there's an expression which I can't take the credit for, but it's he who represents himself has a fool for client. So it's very critical, in my opinion, to have uh, the broker, someone like myself, who is out there that can be doing it on your behalf. Because, again, um, when you do the principle-to-principle, principle, you many times get involved in principles and you overlook certain things and you get so hung up on that that the deals come apart. You need to have that person representing you uh, okay. that has credibility in the marketplace that knows what's happening. Um, because we talk a different language, um, broker to broker, broker to landlord, than a tenant does to a, to a landlord. Does that make sense as well? It makes a lot of sense. They've been very proactive in, uh, you know, you're very be, being very, very proactive in trying to adjust to these times. And I would venture to say that not only are you sort of the least doctor on behalf of the tenants, but you're kind of a friend and a psychologist and a handholder, and it behooves everybody to give you a call if they know you because you could only make it best for everybody. You're in a situation where landlords who might be um, difficult during better times are probably not as difficult because they are desperate for cash. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and part of what I try to do is come up, obviously, with an, an alternative to make it somewhat of a win-win, but, of course, looking out for the tenant to get the biggest win on their part. And, you know, you tr want to try and think outside the box. Gee, what's going to work for you, the tenant, to help you go into survival mode until things turn? Is it, uh, you know, the reduction in the rent? Is it maybe a consolidation where you take less space than you have now? Is it maybe help, maybe um, getting somebody to come in and sublease or share a portion of the space with you? Uh, is it a, maybe a deferral of the rent, which my preference is not to have that at all, just get a reduction and you never have to pay it back, but a deferral meaning that, gee, we... Uh, the rent goes down, and then uh, in, in two years it bumps back up, and you repay what you what you had had to pay before. That's not the ideal situation, but maybe that's what the tenant needs to make it through. And if that's the only way a landlord's willing to do it, and the tenant could survive, then that's maybe the way you do do it. Yeah, no, so exactly. It's really thinking outside the box and being as creative as you can to support the tenant to get through and uh, uh, go on as, a, as an entity. Well, listen, um, we're coming to the end of this segment of the show, and I want to say that if you're listening to this, it really would behoove you to give Alan a call because I think that he could help out a tenant in this tenuous time. And um, Alan Gecht is the Vice President for Corporate Realty Associates. And, Alan, I want to thank you for taking the time joining us on the show. I hope people listen and give you a call because it sounds like it's win-win for everybody. All right. And thank you. I appreciate the opportunity.
Well, we'll do it again. You could be our ongoing commercial real estate expert. How do you like that? All right. Well, listen, thank you, and have a great day. And now stay tuned for our next segment. We'll be talking to the prescription doc. And bye. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. If you've tried everything on the market and can't seem to get the radiant results you want from your skincare routine, it's time you stop shopping and start listening. Skin Health Today will help you take charge and start making smart choices for a lifetime of radiant skin and positive self-image. Join host Celeste Hilling and her esteemed panel of experts every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Skin Health Today on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to Stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Everybody, we're back, and now we're with Glenn Ebersol, who is the PR prescription doctor. Hi, Glenn. Welcome again. 
Hi, Cindy. It's great to be back with you. I need you to kind of hold me over because I have an awful cold. I, I heard that. I listened to the first segment of the show, and uh, I'll, I'll try to send some uh, kind of positive thoughts out there to get rid of that for you. Some um, on-air vibe prescriptions of the cold-curing right. kind. <laughs> That's right, cyber cure. I, I like that cyber cure. No, it's you know, it's like you try to fight colds. I'm sure you're like this too. You get a little one. And you fight them, and you say, you're not going to let this happen. You're not going to let this happen. You let mind go over matter, and you continue to do your workouts, and you try to act like you don't have a cold, and you try to go on like the day is normal. Well, this has happened probably for about four times over the course of this year. And um, I've managed it. I've won the battle. But this time, I had no chance. It came on with a vengeance. Those cold viruses, I have to tell you, they're, hello- they're armies. I, uh, I really, uh, really identify with that because I used to get about two sinus infections a year, but now this past year it's gone more to like four or six. So uh, I'm with you there, and uh, I, I just sort of decided that I'm just going to plan on this from now on. And uh, I did lose my voice uh, for one because I was supposed to do a webinar and had to reschedule because I just I had just lost my voice totally. Of course, you had to do a webinar when you lost your voice. I mean, come on, what else is going to happen, ball. right? Right. But um, listen, I, you have a lot to say. I know that now. Um, you know, and I'll be very extemporaneous with you because you've been on the show a number of times. Um, you know, you don't only do PR, but you also do business coaching. I'm right. That's that, correct. So um, it's a great combination. I think that um, having experience and knowledge in both disciplines are probably a great package in these times, huh? It's absolutely a, an additional asset. It's a more valued asset in, in my view, and I know you can identify with that. And at this, in this time uh, of this new economy, if we want to call it that. That's polite. I believe that there's, there's just more opportunities. Uh, and, in fact, uh, one of the business journals in our area posed this question in the fall uh, is this a good time to start a new business? And uh, I selectively answer those throughout the year, uh, Cindy. And this one I thought I was pretty passionate about. And I said, yes, it's a great time to start a new business. And, in fact, um, I said that there's more opportunities now than there will be other times if you learn how to recognize them. And what I mean is that every single issue, problem, and challenge is an opportunity wearing a disguise. And we need to identify the disguise, take off the disguise, look at the opportunity, and, and plan for it. And, in fact, the real identity I have with that is that I started my business, Cindy, in 1982. And from a historical perspective, that was one of the last serious recessions. Um, we had a, a prime rate that was uh, up as high as 21%. Mortgage rates were, you know, 18 20 22%. People were taking out 2 and 3 Mortgages to buy houses. And right, right. Crazy to start a business at this time. I said, well, I guess if you start a business now and you're successful, you ought to be in pretty good shape then when things start turning around. And, and I believe that. And as a result of my response in the journal, uh, I was asked to be a keynote speaker at a graduating class of new entrepreneurs. <coughs> there was mm-hmm. 15 I'm sorry. of them that had made a commitment, went through this uh, pretty arduous uh, uh, coursework, and we're all starting basically 15 new businesses in our area. 
And the head of the program said, you know, I just liked your message of hope. And I think you can give a message of hope, Cindy, without being Pollyannish, uh, but getting people to say, you know what, you know, this is a time, and uh, I want to learn how to recognize those opportunities. And, of course, that's one of the things I, I do in the, in the coaching scene. And I think one of the things that will maybe at first stunned and shocked me, and now it's sort of just the way it is, I get very disappointed in people when I say, well, what are you going to do? And they said, oh, my, Glenn, we're just going to sit here and do nothing. We're going to sit and wait. We're going to wait this out. We're going to see what happens. And I immediately thought of uh, my favorite quote of Will Rogers, who said, even if you're on the right track, you will get run over if you just sit there. All right, no, and I think that's really true, and there's a lot of paralysis out there, unfortunately, because when people get scared, they, you know, they, they get fear. And, um, you know, like you, even though I don't charge for coaching, I, you know, I like to coach people. I, I you know, I kind of do it because it's sort of a passion, part of who I am. Yeah. You know, I'm not happy if a person needs advice and I have the advice, I, I want to share it. That's a part of Cindy Rakowitz, right? Well, and in my last two, um, they're sort of like mini newsletters. I do a monthly newsletter, but I also do what I call strategic thinking emails to communicate with people in between. The last two really were addressing: you got to get up, you got to do something, you got to do something differently. You cannot sit and wait. I had more feedback, positive comments, telephone calls, emails, etc., from those two than I have had in anything that I've written. So it does resonate, you know, with, with people, trying to encourage them to do something. It doesn't have to be something big. And, and even in, when we talk about public relations and, and marketing, now is the time to do more. And you and I had a conversation, a brief conversation about this on the telephone uh, not too long ago where we said now is a time where public relations can actually have more power than in some other um, times. It's also a time for PR to be used probably more than advertising because I believe it can be more cost-effective and, and, and getting people to understand that, you know, some public relations efforts aren't going to cost you a great deal of money, but it's an opportunity for you to get out there at this time while your competition's sitting there doing nothing. No, exactly right. And um, I, I think that we had discussed that it's not a matter of, you know, business is changing. So public relations peeps have to think about how they can do business differently. And what I'm telling a lot of people, even people within my own company, is that, you know, we can't hang on to the models of what were very, very um, popular and part of the course of doing business in, you know, in the, in the 90s or in the early millennial years, um, it, you can't expect to have these large retainers um, for a year because they most likely don't exist because big companies are cutting back. And um, there's exceptions to this rule, but, you know, it's not the same model that PR firms had the opportunity to indulge in in the past. And instead... You know, you got to make project deals. You have to be open to maybe not doing conventional PR, but perhaps helping people with social networking. 
because there are so many industries that don't know 2.0 and we could be teachers to 1.0 people and how to utilize the World Wide Web and the Internet and search engine optimization. So it's kind of um, packaging a menu differently, I think, and um, presenting that menu with selections from, you know, two from A and one from B, perhaps. And I'll give you a big amen to that, Cindy, because you're right on target, as usual. We're such kindred spirits as the way, in the way we think and the, and the way we think differently in that we, we understand about how you and I don't fit in any box or any pigeonhole or any cubicle and that we do need to think differently. And what I'm hearing more and more people uh, say, and I think we're getting through to at least some companies, is that you cannot do business the same way you did the last 20 years or 50 years or whatever it is in the next 20 or 50. And that's brilliant. The model needs to be reshaped. And, you know, what can we do together, Glenn, to give an accommodation to people that do? Because I can't tell you how many times I hear, and it's because they won't get out of this mode. I hear, well, I used to do business like this. And, you know, and with this client, they used to pay me $15,000 a month for years. And we never did business this way. I I hear um, the fear, the defense. This is how it used to be. There's a resistance to change because people are afraid of change. And you, maybe you could give me, maybe you could give me some coaching on the air because I don't know. I have problems breaking through that. I think, yeah, you're right. The the paralysis that's due to fear is is way way too prevalent. And I try to start in a small step. Say, listen, let's let's take a look at one particular facet. And let's let's tweak this model that you've been using, or let's try something a little different. Uh, hopefully, it's something I feel pretty confident that we can have a little success that they can feel good about and say, "Okay, gee whiz, I took a, a little baby step, and I had success." Ah, maybe that'll boost my confidence a little. So I look for ways in small steps to help build their confidence up a little bit. That change is good. Change is to embrace to be embraced, not feared. How do we prepare for change? What does change do for us? Change how most uh, times, and I'm going to say no, change offers the opportunities for more business. That if we just think we can stay the same, it's not going to work. And my, you know, one of my favorite questions to people that dig in their heels and just say, you know, this is the way we've always done it, uh, and they're not seeing any different results, I'm asking them, okay, well, how's that working for you? And my other favorite question is, what are you pretending not to know? That's a good one. Well, listen, um, we're at the end of this segment. Um, We're going to come back, and we're going to have another segment with you. Why don't you give everybody your website? I invite you to come to www.renaissanceman.com. All right, well, stay tuned, and we'll be back with the Renaissance Man in just one second. Thank you. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, product launches, parties, media training. At BR Public Relations, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, crisis management, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio shows. BR Public Relations gets the job done, whether it's an intimate party or a huge film festival. In fact, you've probably seen our work in the New York Times, on the evening news, CNN, and the morning shows. Now, it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of BR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.brpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows. BR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com Listen up. Conceive Magazine is now on the air, live and on demand on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Hosted by Kim Hahn, founder of Conceive Magazine. Conceive On Air offers comfort and emotional support to women contemplating starting or expanding their family by consulting noted professional experts and by sharing the insights and experiences of others. Kim wants to share her experiences to educate and empower women. Conceive On Air is the only complete resource destination that inspires and informs future moms about their fertility on the journey to parenthood. Conceive On Air with Kim Han, celebrating the creation of families. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back, we're back in our final segment, and we're with um, Glenn Ebersol. He is the PR prescription doctor and brilliant executive coach, and I might say that if a person is feeling uncertain about their footing in this, what I call the great millennial depression, because I don't think denial is a good thing, um, maybe you should give Glenn a call. I would imagine, Glenn, that um, you know your coaching business, am I right in assuming that maybe that's growing a little bit during these times? Yeah, yes, it is. And in, in fact, uh, on, on, on a business as well as an individual level also, uh, Cindy, because what I found, and I've been doing this, this pro- probably for over uh, a year or two now, probably two years now, is I've taken the strategic thinking and planning model I use with businesses, and I found that this is applicable to individuals. And, and your other comment there about, you know, how people were feeling about this time, I'm getting more calls about, 
oh, they're, they're going through some kind of a midlife change of career. They've gotten laid off. They've gotten fired, furloughed, pick any term you want. And they're looking for somebody to help them go forward. And what do I do? Do I simply look for another job like I've done before? Or do I want to engage in a process where I have something that's going to have something of lifetime value? And what I mean by that is I work with them to create a personal strategic plan to live a life without regrets. And it gives them a decision-making process that whatever they decide to do for the rest of their life, they can use this model. And I found that people that have gone through this you know, express various size and signs of relief doing it. For example, uh, one um, executive, mid-40s, had come back into a family business but was wondering whether or not he should go back to what he was doing before. Taking him through this process, uh, just partially about two-thirds of the way through it, he really could confirm and affirm to himself that, uh, Glenn, I can accomplish what I've told you is my personal vision, personal mission, and personal goals by staying in the family business. And so there are more people that are struggling with those kind of decisions, and, and I'm trying to do more work with individuals also uh, to help them through these trans transitions. So, I think um, one of the things that I find to be helpful, and I'm wondering how many of these kinds of groups there are, you know, on the Northeast where you are. But um, what I'm finding to be extremely helpful is uh, a serious, um, tight, tightly run networking group with great members who are, you know, really stalwarts within the, you know, business community, they're, Accountants, their lawyers, their bankers, their insurance people, their their executive coaches, their um, you know all kinds of what I would say you know educated roles. Yes. Okay, and the way that provisors, which is the name of the group, runs is that you have your home group, but there's about you know fifty somewhat other groups throughout Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Diego, Ventura County. And you're encouraged to guest at meeting after meeting. And when you guest, you get to meet all of these people. And um, a troika is assigned. So you have to break bread with two other people from each group that you meet. And the whole rule of this organization is, is how can I help you do business? And and those are excellent groups. There's all kind of different names being used. I've had personal experience in uh, creating and nourishing as well as facilitating those groups. And so I've seen firsthand the power of it. And, in fact, it's interesting you mention it because it's one of the things now that I'm in the process of developing a way to create those kind, more of those groups in this area because I know the power of it. And some folks that had been in some of those groups before have approached me about, hey, I would really like to see us you know, create some new groups again because they were so helpful on the business level as well as personal level of, support, of providing support. Uh, Absolutely. It's, uh, but you feel like you could report in. This is really especially great for the person who's used to being a corporate executive and having this kind of operational and personal and social support around them. Now they're an entrepreneur, 
and they no longer have that. And a lot of them flounder and get lost. Yes, that's right, because now they don't have that, that corporate um, support all around them, and now it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> I'm feeling lonely. And Well, you know, you're, you're alone at sea, and um, you don't have a school of fish to swim with. And uh, so I find that to be, you know, a really, really great, um, you know, coping mechanism, for lack of a better word, but improvement mechanism as well. So my question to you is, Glenn, um, because you're in the Northeast, you know, how many of these groups do you know of in New York City? Because from my experience in New York, it was very um, trade-oriented, like there was a magazine group. There was, a, you know, a TV and film academy group. There might be a lawyers group, but I, you know, I don't remember there being any kind of, um, you know, sort of grassroots groups that tie people together from all different walks of life to refer each other business. You're, you're right. Uh, the groups would tend to be more in some of the still in some of the metro areas, but much smaller metro areas, and then others might be on more of a county-wide basis where a county may have a population of 500,000, uh, you know, people or something like that rather than, you know, a couple million uh, people. That's, that's been my experience. And so far of what I've seen uh, come across, uh, you know, the Internet and so forth, that I, I'm experiencing the same thing that you just described. Well, you know what? That means there is an opening for you, Glenn. It's an opportunity. I mean, you should. I think you should go over and take, you know, take over New York City because I think there are a lot of people who are newly unemployed um, that could offer each other services, and they just need a facilitator and somebody who knows how to do this stuff. Well, I, in fact, I am talking with two different uh, people now. One is an, an individual, another is the president of a company, and we are looking at the opportunities, needs, frustrations of those kinds of people. And how and what can we do to address it? In the one case, they do not have an entree into that yet. The other case, they already have an entree into um, over a hundred companies. Where I believe, and my pitch to them is that we can take those entrees and expand the offerings to them to do just what you're saying. Well, I, listen, I support you. In fact, if you ever do it, as okay. you know, as a person that's finding you know, great rewards from, you know, participating in this kind of group for over a year now. I would even come and be one of your first speakers. Okay. How do you like that? Wonderful. Uh, And, you know, you did mention about the social networking, too, and uh, I've I've had some very, very positive uh, experiences. And and the one I use, which uh, I, I found that there's not as many people know about it as, you know, LinkedIn and Facebook and so forth, but it's called selfgrowth.com. Okay. I've made some extremely professional, extremely solid, um, supportive relationships as well as clients. Some are, I would consider them valued resources. Some are actually clients. Some are, will be um, joint venture partners and some things we're talking about doing. Um, but I found, boy, there's, there's some really quality people out there. And had it not been for the technology and that particular uh, social networking, I would have never met those people. Well, thank you for that. Well, listen, we're coming to the end of our show, and I'm sorry, but I promise you, Glenn, you'll join us again real soon. Oh, wonderful. Sniffling and thank you sneezing. So much for the opportunity. Always. It's really great. I love having an alliance with you. You know, I think that, like you said, we're kindred spirits, and I look forward to doing more business with you 
to overturn some of these, you know, negative thoughts during these times. So thank you again for joining. Welcome that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next Thursday and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 